How's everybody doing? Are you excited? I'm excited to preach to you today. Uh, I, I, I just, I can't even, during worship, I was about to jump out of my skin. I was so ready to get up here and share God's Word with you today. But uh, before we do that, I want to let you know of a few things. For those of you that have been around for a while, you you know, or you maybe you've heard at some point that our vision as a church is we want people to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and then make an impact. Our goal is that uh, you not just be an attender, but that you be a participator. That you go on this journey with us of knowing God, entering a relationship with Him, uh, finding freedom, because how many of you know whenever you get saved, uh, your past doesn't go away, and there are some things that you might need to, to find freedom in. And we want to help you discover your purpose. Maybe you don't know what it is that God has gifted you to do or what he's put on the inside of you to do. And we want to help you discover that. And then we want you in turn to then turn around and make an impact in the lives around you. And so that's our vision as a church. And uh, we're kicking off 2019. And we have a way that we uh, that we facilitate every one of those things. And so I want to hit on those just really quick before we get into the message today. Uh, the first thing is iGroups. Um, hopefully you're excited about iGroups. I cannot wait for iGroups to start back up. We're about two weeks away from our spring semester of iGroups. Uh, that will take us all the way through February, March, and through April. And so uh, we want you to be in a group. Here's what you need to know, though. If you're interested in leading a group, right now we have about seven or eight different groups that have been registered online. Uh, we need you to go online, if at all possible, today yourimpactchurch.com slash igroups, and it only takes probably 30 seconds or so to, to, to answer a few questions about the group that you want to lead, and the reason you answer those questions is so we can post it correctly so that everybody gets the correct information uh, about when you're meeting, the time, the day, uh, what it's about, who it's for. Some are for ladies-specific, some are for men-specific, some are for anybody. And so we need you to go online today, if at all possible, so that we can upload the directory and people can begin to look for the group this week that they want to be a part of. All right, so yourimpactchurch.com slash igroups. And the week of February 3rd, we are launching our uh, spring semester of igroups. The next thing uh, is next steps. And if you've never been to Next Steps, and maybe you're here and this is your first time or you've been here a few times and, and you're just kind of feeling it out, Next Steps is a great way. It accomplishes two things. One, it gives you a ton of information about our church. Uh, it's You can find out how we got started, what our vision is more in depth. I've mentioned a little bit of it today, but more in depth, why we do what we do, uh, what we're trying to accomplish as a church. And so you get all of that information, and then also uh, we help you figure out how you can get connected and involved and serving on a serve team. And so uh, that's what we were talking about with team night. We have four of those throughout the year where we give away awards, and we're going to have food and childcare be provided, and it's just a fun celebration night for those that, that serve in our church. And so we want you to be on a team. I believe, we believe as a church that you are the most fulfilled, and statistically this is true, that people are the most fulfilled when they're doing things for somebody else. And so many times we are so consumed with ourselves and getting what we want and doing what we want, and well, that means I'm going to have to do this, and well, that means I'm going to have to do that. And I would just challenge you, just try it. Just go through next steps. It's, it's one night. We've condensed it down. We used to do it in three uh, sessions and then two sessions, and we've been able to get it down to one session where we give you all this information that you would need to know about the church, and then we help you figure out what team you would you would best fit on or what you're passionate about, all of those things. And I would challenge you, just go through next steps, figure out what team you want to be on, and just try it. And, and come to me and tell me if you don't feel more fulfilled doing things for somebody else, serving people. We serve God by serving people. 
Um, one thing I need to let you know about next steps is we did have to move the date late this week. We figured out we were had a conflict in a schedule, and so we moved the date up one week, which is actually great because then you uh, that's one week sooner that you can go through this and start getting involved in serving. And so February the 17th is when we're going to do that. Um, and that'll be at our home, uh, mine and my wife's home. Uh, we want to invite you over there and uh, just really share with you what God put on our heart and help you discover your purpose. And then uh, a couple other things you heard about Give Big Weekend. I would encourage you to pray. Pray. Over the next seven days, pray. God, what do you want me to do? And, and here's the thing, because churches get a bad rap for talking about money. Uh, we, don't, we don't want your money. We have a saying here that, that we, you give, when you give to impact church, you don't give to the church, you give through the church. And we talked about on Vision Weekend everything that we were able to do, not everything, but a part of what we were able to do. We couldn't get to everything that we were able to do because of your generosity and your giving. You're not giving to a church. You're giving through a church. You're giving to God so that the church, his organism to, to change lives, can then operate and do what it needs to do to reach more people for Jesus. And so next weekend, we already know, we've been praying, and we know what we're giving, and we've already got that ready to go. I would encourage you, just pray. We're not, we're not trying to twist your arm, and I'm going to talk a lot more about this next weekend. And so if you're really curious about that and, and why we do this and, and kind of the principle behind it, then I encourage you, be here next Sunday. Because we're going to talk a lot more about this next Sunday. But pray about it. Ask the, all we're asking you to do is ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? And if he says nothing, then do nothing. If he said, whatever he says to do, we're asking you to do that. And the reason we're asking you to do that is because then you are honoring God with the first of your money. <laughs> we are honoring God. The reason we have prayed about it and we have decided what, what it is that God wants us to give next Sunday is because we want to honor God with our finances. And we want to say, you know, not only am I going to pray and honor God in that way, not only are we going to fast for 21 days and honor God in that way, but we're going to give, and we're going to say, God, we want our finances in 2019 to be blessed, and because of that, we want to give the first and the best that we can do to him. And so that's all we're asking you to do. And this next week, uh, beginning tomorrow, we've been talking about the fast, and my wife, she shared a little bit about the fast and encouraging you. I would encourage you, if you have not been fasting with us over the last 14 days, don't freak out and don't think, well, it's too late, better wait till 2020. Don't wait till 2020. Jump on today and say, you know what, for the next seven days, I'm going to give God 100% my absolute best, and I'm going to honor him by fasting. Let me tell you what we've been doing. We've, uh, the first week we fasted sugars and caffeine, and then I challenged you last week to keep that and continue to build on the fast. And we went to uh, a food fast. Some of you have been doing a partial food fast. Some, some went sun up to sundown. Some were fasting lunch every single day, and instead of eating, they were praying. And uh, this week, what we're gonna what we're gonna do, and this is gonna be hard for you. I know this is gonna be hard for you. Some of you are like, "Well, I don't eat a whole lot," and so that really hasn't been that big of an issue. But what I'm about to tell you uh, is probably gonna be a pretty big issue for everybody in the room. But for the next seven days, what I want to challenge you to do, beginning tomorrow morning through next Sunday, and we'll end the fast together here next Sunday uh, as a part of the service. But beginning tomorrow morning, we're gonna go on a technology fast. Now, I realize that some of you have to have technology for work. Um, I have to have technology for work. I'm not talking about what you have to do for work. I'm talking about what you do on your own time. Let me, let me give you some, some, some ideas of what technology is. Technology is Netflix. <laughs> technology is Hulu. 
Technology is direct TV. <laughs> Technology is Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Those things right there that take up so much of our time. Some of you are like, oh, dear Jesus. This church is, why do we go to this church? You're looking at your, your spouse right now like, babe, why do we go to this church? I don't even know why we go to this church. I don't even like them anymore. I'm challenging you, build off of, keep what you've been doing. We've been saying this all through this fast, that if you want something different, sometimes you have to do something different. If you want greater, sometimes you've got to give God greater. And so I'm challenging you, continue to do what you've, what you've been doing, but let's eliminate the things that so often distract us. And when you wake up in the morning, the first thing that you click on is Instagram. How about clicking on your Bible app when you wake up in the morning and reading that instead? And so I'm challenging you to give up those things that are a distraction. Give up watching TV. Come on, that's a big deal for me. About 8.30 at night, sit down and watch some TV. Give up watching TV. Give up all of those things because you're drawing closer to God. Are you with me? Y'all are looking at me like I want to leave right now. Don't leave because I'm about to preach something that I believe is going to help you. But I'm challenging you to do that. And then next Sunday when we come here, uh, we will we'll have our service and then we'll break the fast together and uh, really enter into what God wants for us for 2019, all right? So keep those things in mind. I know that's a lot, and I spent a lot of time on that, but I feel like it's very important for you to know those things. And so today we're continuing our series that we call Greater Than. Everybody say Greater Than. And last week we talked about the power of habits, and I would encourage you, if you weren't here last week or you didn't catch the live feed, uh, go back on the podcast and listen to that message. I believe it'll help you. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. So I encourage you to do that. But today I want to talk to you on this subject, and I need your help today to announce the title of the message. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, come on, look at them. Look them in the eye. Come on, look into their soul. Tell them, neighbor, I need you to let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. I feel the, I feel the spirit of frozen coming on me right now. <laughs> Let it go. Okay, we won't. <laughs> we won't go there. Let it go. Now, we're only we're only a few weeks into this brand new year and we've been saying over the last couple of weeks that most of us we want greater. We were talking about this this theme for the year, this word that God was speaking to our church greater than back on Vision Weekend and we've all kind of agreed most of us on some level have have said, "Yes, I want greater in my life in 2019. I want a greater marriage. I want greater finances. Come on, somebody say amen. I want greater enjoyment. I want greater, some of you are like, I want a greater job. I need some greater money. And some of us, we want a greater closeness to God. Hopefully that's your prayer above all else because when you draw close to God, then all of the other stuff, here's what here's what the word says, and this is just free. This isn't in my notes. But the word says that that. If you seek him first and his righteousness, let me tell you what his righteousness is. It's what Jesus did for you, not what you do for you. So if you seek God first, then he says, I'll give you everything else that you need. Everything else that you need, I'll give you. So we're striving for everything that we need, and we're freaking out, and we're worrying about it. And God says, listen, there's a principle. There's a principle. If you will seek me First, come on, that's what we're doing in 21 days of prayer and fasting. We are seeking God first. 
then all these other things. And before that, there was this list of things that, that he goes through. It's like, you're worried about this, and you're worried about that, and you're worried about what you're going to wear, and what you're going to eat, and what people are going to think about you, and all these things that we worry about. And God says, listen, listen, there's a principle. If you'll seek me first, put me first, then all the other things that you need, I didn't say all the other things that you want. I said all the other things that you need will be given to you. You won't have to strive for it. You're not going to have to worry about it. It's a principle, and hopefully you want a greater closeness to God. And if we want greater, here's what I believe, that it's going to require some things from us because if we continue to do the same things, then we'll continue to get the same results. So if you don't like the results that you got in 2018, do something different. If you want 2019 to be greater than 2018, do something different. Because if you, 2 plus 2 always equals 4. It's like we talked about last week. And it requires some things of us if we want greater in our lives. And so as we continue this series, I want to ask you a question today that we're going to build off of. And this is where I want to start. And then we're going to talk about some things. And hopefully I'll be able to help you and, and even help myself. But here's the question that I want to build on today. What are you holding on to that is holding you back? What are you holding on to that is holding you back? What are you holding on to? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it until you get tired of me saying it. What are you holding on to that is holding you back? And I would say if we were to go around the room, everybody has something that they're holding on to that is holding them back. Let me say it in a few other ways so maybe you can find yourself in this question. What are you holding on to that actually has a hold on you? What are you holding on to that actually has a hold on? You think you're holding on to something, but really it's holding on to you. What are you, what is it that is weighing you down because you refuse to let it go? What is slowing you down because you won't put it down? What is slowing you down as you head into 2019 because you just won't put it down? You won't let it go. What are you dragging around that is slowing you down because you won't let it go? What are you holding on to that you're trying to keep hidden? What are you holding on to that you're trying to keep hidden? And what are you holding on to that is making a monkey out of you? Now, let me tell you what I'm talking about because many of you are like, monkey? I don't even know what you're talking about. And I've got my prop today. I don't know if you saw this stand this sitting up here on the, the podium. But I, I found it interesting. I was, I was uh, reading something this last week and, and ways that you can trap a monkey. Are you ready for this? Anybody ever thought, you know, I'd really like to know how I could trap a monkey, right? <laughs> if, you, if you take a coconut and you hollow it out, so take everything out of the center of the coconut, and you hang it from a tree and put a banana in it. <laughs> so you got a coconut, it's hollowed out, a banana in it, hang it from a tree, then a monkey will come along, and how many of you know monkeys like bananas? And so a monkey will come along and reach into the coconut and grab a hold of the banana and refuse to let the banana go. And it will essentially trap itself. And you won't have to do anything. Now, here's the catch today. Not every monkey can be trapped this way. Not every, this doesn't apply to every single monkey, so you've got to look for a certain. And here's the type of monkey that, that you can trap by hollowing out a coconut, tying it to a tree, putting a banana in it, and it will refuse to let it go. Here's the monkey that, that you can trap in that way. It's the monkey that won't let go of the banana. It's the monkey that won't let go of the banana. 
The monkey that you can trap is the monkey that refuses to let go of the thing that is keeping them from moving on. And I would venture to say there are a lot of us in this room today who are holding on to something that is holding you back. And you're in 2019 and you're praying and you're asking, God, I need you to do greater. I need greater in my life. I need you to work in this situation. I need you to do something. And God is asking you today, what are you holding on to that is holding you back? What are you holding on to that is holding you back? There are some of us who are held back and trapped by something because we refuse to let go of the banana. And here's the bottom line. If you need to go to the bathroom at some point and you miss part of this or you don't write it down and you need to remember one thing, here's, here's the bottom line before we ever even really get into the, the bulk of the message that we're about to talk about. The bottom line is this right here. Let go of the banana and run away. <laughs> let go of the banana and run away. <laughs> some, t- some of us, we do this right here. We've got a hold of something, and you hear a message like this, and you say, what is it that, is, that I'm holding on to that's holding me back, that, that's keeping me from experiencing greater? And we let go of the banana, and we stare at it. Boy, I really, <laughs> I really miss that banana. You know, when I, <laughs> when I had that banana in my life, things were better. <laughs> you know, Moses, why did you... Why did you lead us out of Egypt and slavery and all of a sudden we've forgotten what it was really like and now because we're out here in the wilderness and we're not seeing what God has wanted to do in our lives yet, we want to go back and we want to pick up the banana again. So why did you lead us out here to die? See, a lot of us, instead of, we, we don't drop the banana and we, we run away, we drop the banana and we look at it and we just think about how great the banana was in our life. Well, I really miss that banana. If I only had that banana back, well, I'd let go of the banana, but God hasn't done anything yet. God hasn't done anything yet. And I want to I wanna try to help us today. I want to start in Romans chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, and then we're going to move over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And I want to read four verses, two from each passage, two from each chapter in the Bible. Both of these are things that Paul wrote. In Romans 6, he says this, Surely you know, like surely you know, surely you know. Surely. Surely you know, right? Can you sense what Paul, what Paul is saying to the, to the people in Rome, the Christians? He's talking to believers. These are Jesus followers. These are Christians. Surely you know that you become the slaves of whatever you give yourselves to. And anything or anyone you follow will be your master. You can follow sin or you can obey God. Following sin brings spiritual death, but obeying God makes you right with him. In the past, you were slaves to sin. Sin controlled you. But thank God, somebody say thank God, you fully obeyed what you were taught. I want to jump over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and read verses 19 and 20. And Paul says this, here it is again. You should know, like you should know. You should know. Here's some, here's some information. Maybe he was saying it this way. Like, you should know. Like, here's something you really need to know. Maybe you haven't heard this before. Maybe you don't know where I'm coming from. Maybe this is new information to you. But you should know. This is what you should know. That your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit that you received from God and that lives in you. 
You don't own yourselves. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I don't own me. Some of you don't want to say that because you like owning you. (laughs) But owning you is what got you where you were in 2018. And some of you need to look yourself in the mirror when you get up tomorrow and say, you know what, I don't own me. (laughs) You don't own yourselves. God paid a very high price to make you his. So honor God with your body. Honor God with your body. So for the next few moments, I want to talk to you about three things that we can learn from what Paul wrote. And these are three things regarding the thing that you're holding on to that is holding you back. And some of you right now, you've already figured out what that thing is. As soon as you saw the question, you're like, yep, that's the thing. That's the thing. Some of you are like, you know, I'm just, I'm just really perfect a lot of the time. And I just really haven't figured out what that thing is. God, I need you to show me. Like, is there anything wrong with me? Is there anything? We're going to get to that here in just a moment. If you don't think there's anything wrong with you, <laughs> don't worry. We're not going to leave you out of the message today. <laughs> there's something for everybody. But these are three things that, that we need to know regarding that thing in our lives. Here's number one. You can write this down. It's simply this. Sin kills things. Sin kills things. Some of you showed up today and things are dying in your life and you're wondering why. It's because sin kills things. Sin kills things. And Paul says it this way. He says, following sin brings death. Following sin brings death. And so this begs the question, what is sin? What is sin? And some of you are like, wow, this is heavy. Come on, like tell us a joke or something today. What is, what is sin? We need to talk about this because in 2019, I would do you a disservice if I didn't talk to you about this as we enter into 2019 in this new series that we're doing. Because some of you are going to get to October and you're going to wonder why you haven't seen greater in your life. And I think it might have to do with what we're talking about today. There's something that's holding you back. So what is sin? And, and the, the, the best definition or uh, maybe not the best definition, but the one that, that I felt would... Uh, relate to you and that you would understand is simply this. I think sin is anything you do that hurts you or anybody else around you. It's things that you do. Sin kills things. It kills things. And we've all we've all been there, right? We we did that thing that we knew wasn't right and it ended up hurting our spouse. Did that thing that, you know, well, we knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but we did it anyway, and then we find ourselves hurting the people around us. We said those, those words in anger that we really didn't mean, and there's still some hurt that's there even two, three years later from something that we said. Or we were, we were stressed out, and so we found an out through something that turned into an addiction or a bad habit that is continually hurting ourselves. And so we were so stressed out, and we were looking for a way to not be stressed out and a way to, to get rid of this stress from my life. And whew, I, feel so, I feel so overwhelmed all the time. And, and so we find something, and we found something that gave us an out and made us feel better in the moment. And then it turned into an addiction, or it turned into a really bad habit. And, and, and it's been hurting you all along, whether you realize it or not. Or we have that thing in our life that we keep hidden, but continuing to hide it is killing the trust in our relationship, or we didn't mean for that thing, we didn't mean, like we had good, in, I didn't mean for that thing to become more important to me than my family, but it did, and I'm hurting the people around me, or I'm hurting myself, what is the thing that you're holding on to that is holding 
you back. What does sin in your life do? Sin kills you. Sin kills your marriage. Sin kills your family. Sin kills your financial security. You stop honoring God with your money. And all of a sudden where you felt financially secure, now you don't feel so financially secure because your money's going here and your money's going there. Maybe you don't know where your money's going or maybe you are spending too much here. You're doing something with it there and you lose your financial security because you're not honoring God. Sin kills trust and sin even kills your peace. It kills your peace. It kills your peace. So sin kills things. Here's number two. The second thing that we need to know is obedience makes things right. So sin kills things, and obedience makes things right. Paul says this, he says, obeying God makes you right with him. Obeying God makes things right. Many of us have been here too, right? That, that time that maybe you, you finally got up the courage and you confessed that sin in your life, or you confessed how you were feeling, or you confessed that thing to somebody and it brought your peace back, or it brought peace like you've never experienced in a long time, or that time that you finally surrendered your life to God and you became better at life. This is, this is I, I heard it put this way one time, that, that giving your life to Jesus doesn't take away all your problems, but giving your life to Jesus will make your life better, and it will make you better at life. <laughs> it will essentially make your life better because now Jesus is living on the inside of you, and it will make you better at life. It will make you better at life. Or that time that you got accountability in that area of your life where you'd become dependent on alcohol or you'd become dependent on that thing that you had now began to put your family first again. Or that time you repented to your spouse for what you did and God began to restore the relationship. Or that time you began to do your job to the best of your ability and obey God in that way instead of just complaining about what you have to do all the time. See, sin kills things. And some of us are walking around today spiritually dead even though you gave your life to Jesus. Even though you prayed a prayer. Even though you invited God, you received his forgiveness, you've still been holding on to something that is holding you back. And what you need to know today is obedience is what makes things right. When you decide to obey God, when you decide to apply his principles for your life, it will essentially make things right in your life. We could say it this way, that doing what's right when it's hard is what makes things right and keeps things right. Doing what's right. How many of you know that doing the right thing is sometimes hard? <laughs> Sometimes it's really uncomfortable. But doing the right thing, even when it's hard, is what will make things right and is what will keep things right. Between you and yourself and you and other people and essentially between you and God. Obedience to God frees you from the complications and the consequences of sin. Because there are consequences to sin. <laughs> there are consequences some of you have given your life to Jesus, but you're still experiencing some of the consequence of the decisions that you made 10 years ago, or five years ago, or last year. But obeying God makes things right. So we know that sin kills things and that obedience makes things right. And here's number three. 
The third thing we need to know and we need to understand, and I need you to get this today, is that you are valuable. You are valuable. A lot of times we don't see the value in ourselves. We don't understand how value, how much value we have. Now let me give you an example. This even applies when you go to the store. Anybody go shopping ever? This even applies when you go to the store. Because when you go to the store, you get to decide if the price for that thing is worth it to you. And this is why some of us in the room, we live on the clearance aisle. <laughs> or when we walk in, we go straight to the clearance rack. Or why some of you, whenever we go on trips, are always in Ross. It's because you feel like, you feel like, come on, hang with me for a minute. You feel like the value, the price for those items lines up with the value that you see in it. But you don't want to go into a store and pay $85 for one thing. And so it's not, it's not valuable enough to me for me to pay that. And here's what the store does. What does the store do? If something's not selling, what do they do? They mark it down. And so you go in one time, and it's like, and we did this with our kids. We got a, a, a race car track for our kids last year, and it was, we looked at it at Christmas, and we were like, oh, my gosh, we are not buying that. That is not that valuable. Like, that does not line up with the value that we see in that item. We went back in there like two weeks after Christmas. Two weeks after Christmas. They got about three of them on the shelf, big boxes. And they were, what, probably like 60% cheaper two weeks after Christmas. So we bought that sucker. <laughs> and we said, Happy Valentine's Day. Here you go. <laughs> right? The value in it was found in how much we were willing to pay for it. <laughs> and we weren't willing to pay that price, but we'll pay that. And so the store continues to mark it down, and if they still have some, they'll mark it down again. It's like, and then you see these signs, you go into some, it's like up to 75% off. And some of you think you're saving money. Can I let you in a little secret? Zero is still less than anything that you pay for that. So if you're like, well, we saved 75%. Well, you still spent 25%, so you didn't save anything, <laughs> right? So that's just, that's not, that's, that's not a godly principle. That's a Gabe principle. <laughs> that's a common sense principle. <laughs> But the value is determined of something is determined by how much you're willing to pay for it. And the store knows this. They put a price on it. Let's see if anybody will pay that for it. Oh, we'll mark it down, mark it down. And they'll mark it down until somebody says, oh, that's valuable enough to me that I'll pay $39.99 for that. But I wasn't going to pay $69.99 for that. Are you with me? And here's, here's, what, here's what you need to know today. Here's the incredible news today is that God paid the price of his son for you. See, some of you, and I know this is so simple, this, this last point, but some of you really need to get this. God paid the price of his son for you. So God didn't look at you and say, whoo, whenever that gets marked down, then I'll, then I'll buy them. Whenever they, oh, get this, whenever they, whenever they straighten up, Jesus, I know you want to go. I know you're anxious. But we're just holding on. Let's wait until they all get it figured out and wait until they all get straightened up. And then, we'll, and, and then I'll send you because that's what I'm willing to pay. No, the Bible says that God loved you so much 
that while you were still a sinner, he sent Jesus for you. He paid the highest price for you. And remember, the value of something is determined by what somebody is willing to pay for it. So some of you are walking around feeling like you're, you're less than, that what you've done in the past is, is too great, that you've got to get yourself cleaned up. Well, one of these days I'm going to pray that prayer. I'm going to invite Jesus into my life whenever I get this figured out, whenever I quit doing that, whenever. Can I just tell you, that is never going to happen. You will always find some reason why you cannot enter a relationship with God if, you, if you're looking at yourself to do it. If you're trying to figure out and base your value on what you think about you, it's not going to happen. But when you stop and you realize that while you were still a sin, like that means while you're still doing the thing or holding on to the thing that is holding you back, Jesus died for you. He died for you. So that one day, hopefully one day, you would let go and you would follow him. So that one day, and, and we're entering into a new year, and we're only a few weeks in. This is only our third Sunday of 2019, and there, it's not too late. It's not too late for you to make the decision, you know what? I'm going to let that thing go, and I'm going to follow Jesus because it's obedience that makes things right. And it's sin that is killing things. In your life. And so here's my question for you today in light of the fact that God paid the ultimate price for you. Let me ask you a question today that maybe you've never asked yourself. What has the thing you're holding on to ever offered you? What has the thing that you keep holding on to ever offered you? What has it ever offered you? Maybe we could say it this way. What has the thing that you're holding on to ever sacrificed for you? And you keep holding on to it like you're going to lose your mind if you don't hold on to that one thing. But when you stop and ask yourself, what has this thing ever sacrificed for me? What has this thing ever offered me? Why am I even holding on to this thing? And I'm walking out of 2018 into 2019, and I've still got a hold of that thing, hoping that things are going to be different. Hoping that God's going to do something new in my life. Hoping that I'm going to find financial security. Hoping that we're going to get things lined out. Hoping that my marriage is going to be better, but I'm still holding on to that one thing. I'm still holding on to that thing. Still holding on to that thing. What has that thing ever offered you? What has it ever sacrificed for you? And the truth is, that the thing that you keep holding on to, the addiction that you keep holding on to, the sin you keep holding on to, the habit, the grudge that you keep holding on to, the unforgiveness that you keep holding on to, the comfort that you keep holding on to. Here's the reality. It's never offered you anything. It always costs you something. It's never given you anything. It has always cost you something. And if you're holding on to it today, it's costing you right now. And you're just praying, God, I want to hold on to this one thing, but I want greater in my life. I want you to do something new. I want, I want, I want the, the answer to be different. I want seven instead of four, but I'm going to hold on to two plus two. And the truth is, it's actually costing you something, not offering you anything. And so here's Paul's ultimate point as we wrap this up. 
in all of this today. It's this right here. Why allow that thing I've been holding on to to be my master? And some of you have never looked at it this way. You've never looked at it as the fact that you're mastered by that thing that you won't let go of. You are mastered by that. We just read it. That anything you give yourself to, anything, anyone, it becomes your master. So you continue to hold on to that thing, and, it's, and it, it becomes your master. And Paul says, why allow that thing I've been holding on to to be, why am I going to allow that to be my master? Because that thing that you're holding on to is actually holding on to you. And Paul even says at the end of the verse we read in 1 Corinthians, he says that you are so valuable to God that he was willing to pay the highest price for you. And then he goes on and he says, so, everybody say so. So. You should honor God with your body. You should honor God with your life. You should honor God with your eyes. You should honor God with your hands. You should honor God with your actions. Honor God with your words. Honor God with your habits. You should honor God with your work. You should honor God in your relationships. You should honor, he says, God sent his son and paid the highest price he could pay for you. So, here's what you should do. So, here's what you should do. You should honor God everything honor God in everything and so again I ask you what is it that is holding you back from greater in 2019 what is it that that three weeks in now you're thinking I don't know if things are going to I don't know if it's going to get any better I don't know if that's going to happen I don't what is it that you keep holding on to that if you would just let it go it would change everything it would change everything. Is it anger? Well, someone did something to you that made you angry and you've held on to that anger for so long. Or maybe it's a habit that you started doing something that became a habit and now that habit is holding you back. Maybe it's a group of friends. And you know, it, your mama told you. <laughs> your mama told you. They're not good for you. Oh, but you just don't know, mom. You know. You just don't get it. Or somebody came into your life and said, you know, whenever you hang out with them, you change. Something's different about you. You're not heading in the right direction. You're not going in the direction that you used to be going, and things are looking different. And maybe there are a group of friends or a friend that God is saying today, they're not good for you. They're not good for you. And maybe you're holding on for dear life because I don't want to be alone, and I don't want to let them go. And God's saying, if you want greater, then trust me. Trust me. I don't know what the thing is that you've been holding on to that's holding you back. Maybe it was alcohol, and you didn't mean to become dependent on it to relieve your stress, but you did. Maybe it's your health, and you know you're not in good health, and it's holding you back from doing all that God wants you to do. Or check this out. Maybe it's comparison. And the thing you keep holding on to is comparing yourself to everybody else around you and comparing your family to everybody else around you, comparing your spouse to everybody else around you. And we've said it before, when you compare, nobody wins. When you compare, you lose every time because everything is going to look better than what you have. But can I let you in a little secret? You don't live with them. 
you don't know what baggage comes with that. <laughs> you're just looking on the outside. You're looking at, at somebody else's highlight reel while you're comparing it to your real life. And maybe comparison is the thing that you've been holding on to that's holding you back. I want to bring the worship team back up. Will you stand to your feet today? A couple more things, and then we're going to sing a song and pray and, and allow God to help us to let some things go that we've been holding on to. Maybe for some of you this week, you need to have an awkward conversation. And I know we don't like awkward conversations, but maybe this week you need to have an awkward conversation with somebody. And you need to find somebody that you're close to and you need to ask them, is there something that I'm holding on to that's holding me back? For some of us in the room, we need to find the person, we need to, we need to ask our spouse, we need to ask our parents, we need to ask our best friend, we need to ask somebody and say, is there something that I'm holding on to? Come on, this is for all the perfect people in the room. Is there something that I'm holding on to that is holding me back? Is there something I'm holding on to that is holding me back? Because, because here, a lot of times, we don't see it in the mirror. And some of us standing here today was like, well, I don't really know of anything that I'm holding on to. Ask somebody. And I promise you, if you ask the person that's closest to you, they know what the thing is that you've been holding on to that is holding you back. <laughs> and as soon as you open the door, you need to be willing to listen to the thing that you've been holding on to that is holding you back. And for some of you, you can't see it in yourself right now, so you need to ask somebody. And you need to humble yourself and realize that you're not perfect and you don't have it all figured out and you need to have an awkward conversation with somebody. And it's going to be awkward because we don't like having conversations like that where somebody tells us what we're doing wrong. But in reality, it's not what you're doing wrong. It's the thing in your life that the enemy has blinded you to that is keeping you from experiencing God's best in your life. And I've got two things to encourage you with today. Here's the first thing. Whenever you figure out what that thing is you've been holding on to, maybe a lot of you probably know what it is right now. Here's my encouragement to you, the first point of encouragement today. This week, let it go. Let it go. Just, just let it go. Let it go. And then here's the second thing that you need to know. It's this right here. Grab onto the person who is worth holding on to because he gave his life for you. Here's the first thing you need to do. When you know what that thing is, let it go. Just let it go. Let go of the banana and run away. Say, I'm not going back to that thing. And then the second thing that you need to do is, is you need to replace it. And you need to grab a hold of the person who's worth grabbing a hold of because he gave his life for you. Because what is the thing that you've been holding on to offering you? What is it doing for you? But when you hold on to Jesus, because he's the one who gave his life for you, it changes everything. It changes everything. So here's what I want to do with our heads bowed and eyes still closed. Close your eyes, bow your heads. I don't want anybody looking around. This is between you and God. This is not, this is not for anybody else to, 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 to figure out, well, am I going to raise my hand because they raised their hand or whatever. No, this is between you and God. I just want it to be between you and God. You just focus on God right now. And if you're, if you're honest with yourself right now and you, and you know, you say, there is something I have been holding on to that is holding me back. And this week, 
I'm going to let it go. This week, I want to let it go. I want to pray for you. So will you just raise your hand right where you are? Just raise your hands all over the place. My hand is up. God, you see your people. God, you see our hands raised to you, and you knew before we ever got here today what we needed. And so I'm asking you, we are asking you to help us let go of the thing that is holding us back from what you want to do in 2019. And I pray that as we leave this building today, as we sing this last worship song today, that we would let it go. Let it go. It hasn't offered us anything. It hasn't sacrificed anything for us. But you did. And so today, we let it go. We let it go. Now here's the second thing before we sing this song. And I'm trying to hurry, but I want to do this. The second thing I encourage you with is you need to grab a hold of a person who is worth grabbing a hold of because he gave his life for you. And so if you're ready to make that decision today, (laughs) this is so good. If you're ready to make that decision today, you know what? I've been holding on to this, and I'm letting go of that, and I'm grabbing hold of Jesus. And I mean for real grabbing a hold of Jesus. And I'm not going back to that thing, and I'm not going to let that thing be my master. Why would I let that thing be my master when I already have one? So I'm giving my life to Jesus. If that's you today, right where you are, with heads bowed and eyes closed, I just want you to stick your hand up in the air. And you ought to be proud to stick it up. I'm letting go of that thing, and I'm grabbing a hold of Jesus. And I want to pray this prayer. We're all going to pray this prayer together. Because nobody prays alone. But let's pray this. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Today I let go of the thing that has been holding me back. And I grab a hold of you. I receive your forgiveness. Help me to live for you. I give my life to you fully today. Thank you for living inside of me. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we clap our hands today for those that made that decision? We're letting it go and we're grabbing on to what matters. (laughs) We're letting it go and grabbing on to what matters. I want to bring our prayer team down if you're ready to come down. And here's what I want to do for the next few moments, just for four or five more minutes. I know we're over our time just a little bit, but that's okay. We're going to sing this song, and this song is called Greater Than. And it goes along with our our theme for this year, the series that we've been in. And what I want you to do, if you were here today and you made that decision for the first time, you said, you know what, I'm giving my life to Jesus today. On that Connect card somewhere around you, if you'll just put your name on the front of it, and on the back of it, at the top, there's a box that says, I decided to follow Jesus. If you'll just check that box, I promise you we are not going to harass you. What we do want to do is help you, and we want to pray with you. We want to be able to pray for you. So that's all we're asking you to do. Just let us know that you made that decision so that we can be praying for you, so that we can resource you if we need to resource you with things. If you need a Bible, we will give you a Bible. We will buy you a Bible so you have a Bible. We want you to be successful in your relationship with Jesus. And as we sing this last song, I encourage you, if you're here today and you need prayer for anything in your life, it doesn't matter what it is. We all need prayer from time to time. You need prayer for anything in your life. Then when they begin to sing, I pray you to step out of your seat and come receive prayer. God, I thank you today for your word and Holy Spirit. pray that you would draw every person today who needs prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.